Hey, podcasters. Before I get to the episode, I want to take a moment to address the June 24th Supreme Court decision to overturn Roe v. Wade. This decision stripped away the legal right to have a safe and legal abortion. Restricting access to comprehensive reproductive care, including abortion, threatens the health and independence of all Americans. This decision could also lead to the loss of other rights. To learn more about what you can do to help, go to choice.crd.co. That's choice.crd.co. And I encourage you to speak up on your podcast as well. Take care and spread the word. Hello and welcome to yet another podcast pontifications with me, Evo Terra. Today on the program, I want to discuss mergers and building podcast competencies. And I want to talk to two different audiences out there right now. So if you are a podcaster and you have a niche-focused show, I'm going to present an opportunity for you. Or if you are a business or a nonprofit or some other entity out there and you want to build a podcast competency, I'm talking to you, I'm talking to the two of you guys together, because I'm talking about mergers. I'm talking about mergers. I read a story this morning that a website called Recode is now merging with another website called Vox. And this has happened previously where Vox merged with another company and then build out their own little new competency on their website. I don't know the details of, of the merger and why it's important. Doesn't matter. But it got me to thinking about that opportunity for podcasters as well as entities that want to have a podcast. Because it takes time to get your show built up. If you are a podcaster, you know that it's rare to have podcast success out of the gate. Sometimes it takes months, if not years, to develop an audience. And that doesn't mean a huge audience. That just means a dedicated audience. There is no magic. There's not a group of people out there just waiting for the next new podcast. There's a lot. <laughs> there really are. So it takes some time to build a podcast. And for businesses, entities, nonprofits, sometimes the thought of taking two to three years to build up some new channel is really unattractive. That's why do that? Investing time, energy, and resources for something that might not even work? For something you're not sure of what to do? Again, I think this is where that fun merger comes in place. And I think it can take a, a lot of different um, directions. I think a lot of ways you could do a merger. But I think the simplest thing is this. It's about finding someone who has a... Again, I'm talking to the business, the entity. If you're a business or entity, you find someone who has already an established show. And you roll that show into your company. Sure, you can change the name of the show. That doesn't hurt anything whatsoever, just so you know. Of course, you can put new artwork out for that show, new branding elements that shows that that podcast and your company entity has merged together. And of course, you could go through and make lots and lots of sweeping changes to the show, but I'd stop before I took that step. One of the great things about merging is you're not just acquiring knowledge. 
And you're not just acquiring an audience. You're also acquiring a process. So while you absolutely, entity, should invest in that merger, making sure that the podcast you have acquired is properly funded, and I mean that from an electronics component, from a software component, from a hardware component, hosting. You want to make sure it's nice and tightly integrated with your existing corporate digital assets as well as blends nicely with what they did. Yes, you want to do all of those things together. Invest, invest, invest in this new thing you have acquired. But resist the temptation to change it drastically. You liked it because you were interested in it, entity, decision maker. Change it too much and people who are interested will no longer like it. So exercise a little bit of caution before you start changing everything about the show. Again, definitely change it to make it fit. But don't change so much that people don't want to run away from it. Now, if you're a podcaster on the other side of the value equation, you could th think about what, what does it mean to you if you were to say, I'm going to do the thing that I do every day, every week, every month, whatever your time schedule is. But instead of just doing it for me, I'm going to do it for a business, an entity. How would you feel about that? I'm not talking about an advertising relationship, you understand. I'm talking about an ownership, a true merger. The way the mergers happen in the business world. When some one entity acquires another entity, rarely is it that the two entities go forward the same way they were. That just doesn't happen. So you, this would mean... In all honesty, you would be giving up the control that you had before, but not all of it. Again, the reason the business wants your show is because of what you're doing on the show. So while, yeah, the name might change, and of course the branding is going to change, and yes, your intro and your outro and all those things might need to be modified to mention the fact that this is now part of something else, that's fine. And you should also welcome the addition of the new equipment that I mentioned previously. You should definitely welcome another set of eyes on the content and work with it. So you should definitely do that. I think it makes a whole lot of sense. But here's the here's the hard part about that. How do you monitor? How do you <clears throat> how do you pick a number? How do you pick what's the right dollar value? Because most podcasters aren't doing this full time. Most podcasters are spending hours, many hours, sometimes double-digit hours on a regular basis producing their show, but it's not 40. Not typically. They certainly can. There are certainly shows out there. But if I'm thinking about just go acquiring someone, like let's just be weird. Let's say that some podcast-related company wanted to acquire this particular show. Well, okay. They don't have to pay me a couple hundred thousand dollars a year is making this my full-time job, obviously, because I, I, what would I do for the other 38 hours? Well, that's not true. The other, the other 20 hours of the week. But here's what you can do. The nice thing about that is think how much more time. If you were paid a good, solid wage from a company that you buy, that you accepted, that was the right company for you, and they said, we want you to podcast on our behalf, think of all the other stuff you can do. Because now that's your job, to produce your show with this company's stuff on it. Think of the extra promotional stuff you can do. Think for the additional content you could create. Think of really focusing all your time and energy 
into the thing that you love. Think about what happens when they give you additional resources. Ooh, now you have a graphics department you can reach out to. Now you have video people you can reach out to. Now you have a social media team you can work with in conjunction. That's when things get interesting. I think it's a huge opportunity. And I think we're going to start seeing more. We've already seen some. There have been a handful. This is not new. But I think we'll see more mergers where businesses want to build a podcast competency but don't want to start from scratch. And I think we'll see other podcasters who really get focused, who produce professional, detailed, niche-down content, start reaching out to businesses who have dabbled in the podcasting space but want to put the best foot forward. It's happening. I think it'll happen more, especially as podcasting continues to grow and more of it starts to be fractured up and more weird industries get involved. It just makes a lot of sense. It's just easier if you were to combine and pool your resources. You got to march the same direction. You got to make sure all the creative control goes where it needs to go. And you got to make sure everybody's favorably compensated. That means the podcasters making the money that they need, as well as the business is getting good, measurable results out of everything when they're done. It's doable. It's happening. And I think we'll see a lot more as it goes on. What do you think? Is this something your business is interested in? I've actually had one client ask if I could go find them a host already. So it's definitely something that's out there. I would love to help your business or your entity think through this more because I launch podcasts for professional service providers, businesses, nonprofits, those sorts of people. Get in touch, evo at podcastlaunch.pro. Go to podcastlaunch.pro to see a list of the services that I provide. And I'll be back tomorrow with yet another podcast pontifications. Cheers. While Americans overwhelmingly support the right of an individual to make their own decisions about abortion, unfortunately, that right is no longer protected everywhere in the U.S. The Supreme Court overturned Roe v. Wade on June 24th. Abortion is a basic health care need for the millions of people who can become pregnant. Everyone should have the freedom to decide what's best for themselves and their families including when it comes to ending a pregnancy. This decision has dire consequences for individual health and safety and could have harsh repercussions for other landmark decisions. Restricting access to comprehensive reproductive care, including abortion, threatens the health and independence of all Americans. Even if you live in a state where abortion rights are upheld, Access to safe medical procedures shouldn't be determined by location, and it shouldn't be the privilege of a small few. You can help by donating to local abortion funds. To find out where to donate for each state, visit donations4abortion.com. That's donations, the number four, abortion.com. If you or someone you know needs help, or if you want to get more involved, here are five resources. One, Shout Your Abortion is a campaign to normalize abortion. Two, Don't Ban Equality is a campaign for companies to take a stand against abortion restrictions. 
Three, abortion.cafe has information about where to find clinics. Four, plancpills.org provides early at-home abortion pills that you can keep in your medicine cabinet. And five, choice.crd.co has a collection of these resources and more. We encourage you to speak up, take care, and spread the word.